0: I don't know why, but my brain was kind of foggy at that point. I, I like wasn't thinking of how to escape the the um the body triangle. And then he hit me a couple of times. He like got me got got me good some good punches. And then it made me remember. I was like, oh that's how I escaped. It made me remember the fucking escape. After about like the sixth punch, I Took it and I go. Oh, that's how I get out. I remember like b- fight the bottom foot, use it, pass it to the other leg, catch it, and then turn and face him. So you'll see it. You'll see my defense instantly change after one of his punches. He like punched me, and then the 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 light bulb went off in of my head. Like thinking, oh, that's the escape. I remember how to get out of this position. And then I turn, I get out of it, and then I start dropping elbows on him and start pummeling him.
1: I don't know how I'm supposed to keep a straight face Where you're like, man, he had my back And I was like, how do I get out? Whop. Oh, you dummy Let's get on out of this Like, the, I've never heard A guest describe it As like, he punched the escape Back into my brain
0: That was pretty much what he did
1: Hey, what's up, ladies and gents? It's your friendly neighborhood BJJ Podcast Rafa Spars coming to you with another great installment of The Grappling Hour. We have an awesome guest. This gentleman, longtime friend of the show, but it's the first time he's come on in a minute. He's been busy. He's had a move. He's fought a couple times in the Bellator cage again. Listen, it's not for lack of wanting him on. I just, I want to let my man go shine. Shine bright like a diamond. But before we go any further, do me a solid go on over to Hideoutpage, backslash grappling hour. Become a member of the grappling hour community by just paying $5 a month. You can see these interviews 30 days before anybody else. And it supports me, this show, and the athletes that we interview. So check this out. If you pay a few extra dollars, you can also give us money for some extra episodes like bonus content where we talk to the athletes about the athletes that they've competed against, who they respect the most, steroids, or other po- topics that you yourself pitch to me. We also have a segment where guests come on and roast my competition footage and tape study breakdowns, which is my favorite segment in the world to do, because you learn so much about what the athletes are thinking and what make them savages when they're competing. All right. I'm about to introduce this man like I haven't introduced him ever before in his life. Certainly not five minutes ago because of a technical glitch, but I caught it. That's the most important thing. When I looked around, I said, "This shit's not right. What the fuck's going on?" I top of my game, boom, right on it. So if I didn't say that, you wouldn't even know that. But I'm an honest host. That's why you should pay me five dollars a month. Just saying. All right, JJ Wilson. What do I share? what do I have to say about this guy? If you watch his fights, you know that he brings excellent action to the cage. His most recent fight was one that had me on the edge of my seat and had me just wilding the whole time. And I'm so proud of him. We got to the point where I said, man, this fight's so good. I've wanted to talk to him for a bit. And I said, let's get back together. Let's reunite the band. So I just have to tell you right now, JJ Wilson, how you feeling, man? You look like a million bucks, even though you're about to go play golf, I think, just from the way you look right now, brother.
0: I wish I could play some golf right now. It's raining out. You know, I got my bad birdie hat.
1: I'm ready to go. <laughs> so... <laughs> Have you have you succumbed to a life of golf now that you live in Florida? Because I'm wondering if uh, it's come with the territory. You know, some retirees may just like trick you into coming over and being like, "Hey, come golf with us."
0: Golfing is so fucking hard. I uh, like it is so fucking hard. I, I've gone. I've played a couple of times, and I'm fucking terrible. <laughs> That's
1: what it's so hard it's indescribable how hard that shit is why and how did you get pulled in because you're somebody who likes a high pace and uh action and golf is kind of the reverse of that so how does somebody like you get dragged into a golf side well i think it's more of a competitive side so a bunch of my friends were like you know
0: Let's go play some golf and I was you know, I, I was like, wow, well, I've probably been I probably beat these guys at golf I've never played it before but I probably beat them. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> so, I, And then I went and you know, I'm trying to hit a ball straight And it's fucking going into Narnia. I don't know where it's going and, and It fucking disappears in the face of the earth. I'm like man, but what the hell is this fucking? Shit. So I, I, yeah, I think that's what made me really want to get good at it because I sucked at it. I suck at it. I still suck at it.
1: I was about to ask: Has there been any improvements here? Because no, now I'm, I'm concerned. Terrible. You don't seem like someone who, when they competes badly, takes it well. So no. I'm, I'm a little worried about maybe your friends you're going with if they regretted inviting you. Like, yo, don't invite JJ again to the golf. <laughs> We had money on it. I lost some money
0: on it. I was like, God damn it. This, is, this
1: sucks. Hold on, JJ. I can't condone any of this. Why would you start putting money on a sport you haven't even learned yet? You basically <laughs> went into this and you're like, you know what? I bet I can beat you. Have you done this before? Nope. But I'm willing to put some money down. Bam. <laughs>
0: well, <laughs> yeah, I picked up every other sport pretty Pretty quickly, you know what I mean? I, I, I was like, this would be too hard. You just hit a ball. It's like fucking baseball. You just hit it. You know? It's, no, it's, it's it's not. It's it's not like baseball. It's, it's completely fucking different.
1: Okay, this is an important question. Were you competing against people who were surprisingly good at golf? Because I want to inform you how hustles work. And No, no, no. These okay. people
0: are terrible at golf, too. <laughs> they were terrible as well. They didn't, like... They were they were terrible. I wasn't. That was the only reason I know they don't really play golf that much. They've played like a couple times,
1: but they were terrible. But their terrible was better than my terrible. So, <sighs> JJ, <sighs> this makes me very sad for you, JJ, because <laughs> I wish good things for you. But when you tell me that you actively seek a sport that will only frustrate you and make you angry, I hope that you can find the calmness in it. My dad was a huge that- golfer. And you have to understand that I was inundated with golf heavily. And when you're a kid, if your dad does something, you're like, that's lame. I don't like that. That's boring. I don't like yeah. that. And I was busy playing like sports. And my dad would always do this thing where he would tell me, he's like, ah, oh, son, you got a beautiful swing. Ah, oh, God. And I'm like, I think he just wants to hang out with me. Like, I think he's complimenting me so that he'll make me feel better at golf. So I've gone through my bad days of golf, right? Recently. At my gym, the owner of our gym He gets drunk, we do a fight Companion, we're watching some UFC fights And just out of the blue He goes, hey man, we're gonna go golf That's what we gotta do now I'm gonna go, have you golfed before? And he goes, no, but I bet I can beat you And I was like, dude No And I'm not Highly (laughs) competitive with a lot of people But I will beat the shit out of you in most things So I have no issue doing this (laughs) And uh, my man went to uh, go to Top Golf maybe a few days later because I told him, I'm like, don't go golf first, go to the driving range first because there's no way your patients will get through this. My man's fought professionally, great grappler, owns his own gym, amazing. Went to Top Golf with the boys for a bachelor party. And I saw a video of him losing his shit. Like he couldn't hit the ball properly. And I'm like, bro, I tried to tell you, you wanted to jump to 18 holes. Before you even went to a driving range to know how to hit a fucking ball. So, yeah, no, I know a lot of people like you. I do have to ask, though, JJ, have you had one shining moment yet in a golf course? And if so, what was that one great moment for you so far? Uh, I
0: figured out that my swing makes the ball goes all the way this way. So what I did, as I ate all the way over there, Completely away from the fucking target, and I hit
1: it, and it went on the green. L- Listen, <laughs> hold on, hold on, fucking... hold on. You know what? Great, Tiger Woods, y'all. Like this is this is the <laughs> moment. Good for you, sir.
0: I was like, my swing makes it go all the way that way, so I'm gonna just aim
1: for like those bushes over there and see what happens. And I went, ding! It went where I wanted it to go. Hey, listen, it takes a lot of time to actually get some of those swing elements down. Uh, the issue that I had was I was playing baseball, and at first I was hitting the golf ball as a kid like it was a baseball. And they're like, no, nah, it's two different kinds of swings. You know, like you got to adapt some things. And then once I could do that, I felt OK. JJ, I'll tell you this right now. I'm not a heavily competitive person, uh, but with you, I I feel like I would be a good sport. I would be a good Part of that caddy system. So you're the only guest I've said this to, but I would go golfing with you because I think my non-competitiveness would probably be good for your hyper competitiveness, so that you got your own hype man on the golf course. It's like, yo, bro, that look great. Because <laughs> make me feel good. <laughs> I would absolutely make you feel great. My wife puts it best. She's like, you're only highly competitive with 10 people. She goes, otherwise, you're the funnest person to be around. But if it's one of those 10 people, you fucking will stay until someone dies. Like you will stay there and be like, set up monopoly again, set up Scrabble. You're not one of those 10 people. And I'm gonna- I, I think, I think we could be there now. The gym owner, he's one of those 10 people. So when we roll, you know, sometimes we're like, we're no clock. Let's just go. And like, if he's not beating me and I'm not beating him, I'm like, nope, we're still going. Nope. Nope. So I, I don't think that's how we work. And I think, Yes, we can make that happen, and I would go golf for you, even though I hate it, but you're different. So when you're back in L.A. Or, or California, we can make something happen, sir. That'd be cool. All right, let's get into this fight, because didn't expect that you actually were golfing. You just looked the part, but man, you really, you are owning it. And I have to say, now that I'm thinking about the fight, I want to pause that for a second. Is this a bad sign that golf angers you so much, but you're in the apparel because you don't have to dress the part. I think that only <laughs> further antagonizes the human golf scene. So I think you might just be making yourself more insane by doing that, sir. <laughs> well,
0: I want to be good at it. So, you know, you got to indulge yourself into it. If you want to be good, you got to, you got to, you got to act the part, you got to look the part.
1: You gonna try to be good at it, but (laughs) my man's just telling me right now, he's like, nah Raf. I'm all in now. This shit's for real. This is my way of life. Forget this Bellator title. Now it's all about showing fools who's the best on the golf course. (laughs) So, all right, let's talk about this fight. How did it come together? You know, I I think one of the things that's hard for me when I'm watching this is to contain my excitement because obviously I want you to win. And, you know, I also want good fights. So I'm somewhere in between like, hey man, beat a motherfucker up in the first 30 seconds so we go home and you win and it's great. But then as you keep going up higher... There is a part of me that's like, yo, I want people to see what you're capable of. So whatever gets you closer to a title, whatever gets you closer to that shot, it's not a bad thing if they can see that you can hang and have these scraps and be a valuable player. So it's hard to go between those those two different areas. But this was definitely one of those scraps that I think people really, if they haven't seen you fight, I think they get a glimpse of how tough you can be and what a showstopper you can be
0: yeah definitely my opinion is if i can go in there and finish everyone in 30 seconds like you know thank you i'm I'm gonna get in there and do my job as quick as possible (laughs) you know what i mean but you know some i go out there with that with that full intention i'm going in there i'm stopping you as quick as possible you know and as as i've been climbing up the ladder and fighting tougher and tougher opponents you know they just don't seem to fall when I want them to fall or, or tap when I want them to tap, you know what I mean? So, um,
1: so
0: uh, you know, it, it makes me have to do more, which I don't mind doing, you know, this is the fight business this is what we do. But, um, you know, if, when you, when the guy's arms literally on backwards and you're trying to trying to break it in half and they're not tapping, you know what I mean? You're like, Oh, like, I,
1: I guess, I guess you just, it doesn't work. <laughs> I mean, it looked pretty effective to me. I think the only thing was the rest of us were tapping. Probably you in your head <laughs> were tapping for the dude, but you're like, can you can you basically tap so we can stop? And I gotta be honest, I was surprised it did end up going the distance because that arm bar looked rough, dude. And you know it's great when the social media team gets a hold of that clip and goes mm, yeah let's put this on here because even they're like yo how did he get out of this i go dude they're salivating after this man's arm breaking they don't give a shit." but I they wanted to, to the break. Room. They're like, they want the guy's arm to break. I could see it in their fucking eyes. They're like, break it, break it.
0: They were talking about the Ronda Rousey, Misha Tate thing. They, they wanted that thing to break in half, you know? I did too, but I'll be honest, I couldn't feel my arms at that point. You know what I mean? I was like, man, I don't know if I got enough of my arms to break this guy's arm. And I was trying, I was like tugging on it. I was like, man, I don't think I got enough to fully put it in half. 'Cause I had I had broken the tendons. I felt the tendon snap. You know you feel it pop three times. I felt it pop, pop, pop. And I was okay, the next the next break, the next pop is his arm. And I just like I couldn't put enough behind it to to get to that point. I was like, God damn
1: it. (laughs) I think the only thing that made me laugh was and you can tell me differently, but I think in the end of that third round you kind of have what looks like, all right, this should be a done deal kind of arm bar. But then you kind of realize this dude's not tapping. So you're the only person I think I've ever seen with an arm bar, like let go with one arm and just have like their hand up like this. Like, what is this is this not happening? Like, what's happening? <laughs> like, I legitimately saw you look around at everybody being like, no, guys, I promise you normally this kills the arm. But I don't think the arm can die anymore. Uh, Is that how you felt? Because it looked that way at the end when they were calling it.
0: Uh, Yeah. Well. So I I I bend the arm fully backwards twice, not once, twice. I did it twice. I bend it backwards twice. And after the second time, I was just like, you know what? He's not gonna tap, and I don't think I got enough to put his arm in half. So I was like. I had him controlled i was just like he can't really get out <laughs> so i was like Wow, just punch him in the face then <laughs> and then <laughs> so I punching him in the face
1: i mean listen uh modern problems require modern solutions and i thought <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Hey, listen man it, it sounds good to me <laughs> i just knew okay so from the get-go in round one you know a money position for you is also a triangle and i saw you work that and then You lose the triangle, you're in a little bit of danger, and you see kind of his scope of what he does with his jiu-jitsu, which is more of a contain and try and get in some strikes here where he could. And I was like, okay, Mm. I think what's happening now is everything you're going to go to is going to pull out something dig and deep out of you. But when that was happening in the first round, I didn't feel you were in danger, but I did feel like it was you had to take a moment to recalibrate. So what was your team telling you? between like that part of the first round and going into your second so like
0: i'm going to go into the first round a little bit when he took my back so i had that triangle and then he kind of like maybe he kind of jumped over and then i was kind of backwards i turned i kind of elevated into a turtle position tried to turn to face him and then he managed to get my back and he locked up the body triangle and then like i don't know why but my brain was kind of foggy at that point i i like wasn't thinking of how to escape the the um the body triangle and then he hit me a couple times he like got me got got me good some good punches and then it made me remember i was like oh that's how i escaped it made me remember the fucking escape after about like the sixth punch i Took it and I go. Oh, that's how I get out. I remember like b- fight the bottom foot, use it, pass it to the other leg, catch it, and then turn and face him. So you'll see it. You'll see my defense instantly change after one of his punches. He like punched me, and then the 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 light bulb went off in of my head. Like thinking, oh, that's the escape. I remember how to get out of this position. And then I turn, I get out of it, and then I start dropping elbows on him and start pummeling him. <laughs>
1: I need you to understand that every part of me takes the fight game seriously and every part of this is like yep it's dangerous it's crazy much respect to you guys I don't know how I'm supposed to keep a straight face where you're like man he had my back and I was like how do I get out oh you dummy let's get on out of this like I've never heard a guest describe it as like he punched the escape back into my brain that was pretty much what he
0: did, you know. I was I was like, man, I'm stuck in this fucking stupid back control. I guess I'm gonna wait till the end. And then he fucking punches me. And I go, oh wait, that's how I get out. <laughs> and then I fucking beat the leg and I was like, oh shit, I'm out.
1: JJ, I listen, man. Your your <laughs> style is already captivating and fun as fuck to watch. But <laughs> I swear to God. This was not part of the interview I expected. I thought you might be like, yeah, he had the back for a little bit, but no big deal. I was kind of figuring some stuff out. Felt like EBI overtime rules. Man, yeah, when you get stuck, it's all good. And you push through. No, this is you being like, well, we had a temporary out of service sign on my head. Uh, I had to wait for maintenance to come in and reboot the system. And then he basically hit me. And it's the start, you know, when your computer reboots, and it's boom, 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 like, it came back up. <laughs> I realized, oh, shit, that's what I do. I can remember how to beat this position. So, okay, <laughs> knowing that you've got a great corner, I had asked you what they had said. So I imagine they're more talking at you than asking you for intel on what happened but is there a moment when you communicated this to your team? And if so, what did they tell you when you were like, yeah, guys, we're in the honesty zone. I forgot how to fight for like two minutes, and <laughs> I'm so sorry. Like, you know I'm good at I this. Told them,
0: I told them that after they all just laughed and said, well, you ended that round good. <laughs> but uh, yeah, during the fight, uh yeah when i went back to my corner you know they're like take a few deep breaths they wait about you know they give me a drink of water they wait about 10 10 15 seconds before they say something and then they're like okay you're doing great let's not let's not go to mount anymore you know let's let's look for the side control let's look for a ground and pound in the side control and and let's try to strike with them a little bit because you can do whatever you want with this guy. You can take him down. You can strike with him. But let's let's make him desperate a little bit. Let's make him let's make him strike with you. And then um, that's why when I came out in that second round, I was striking with him, and then he rushed in, and then I I, I threw him.
1: Yeah, I saw that moment, and there was a moment that uh, it felt like a little bit of your friends at San Diego may have had some help on that because. I looked at that, and that looked like a J-Flow highlight. Where I go, this motherfucker's hitting this shit in a fucking fight. God damn him! <laughs> like, granted, I'm very happy for you, but it just looks so effortless. Like, do you know how much work I have to put in to make some of that look even sloppy to get someone to kind of like? Oh, I'm tripping now. <laughs> Yours just look like in a fight. I'm like, this dude's doing a fucking judo setup. Like, where does he get off and have it work for him? So. Uh, yeah, I mean, especially once that,
0: you turn that it on. Throw, that that throw personally, I think is one of the hardest throws because he he has double unders, so he's got the best position on you that you can have standing and like a like a and um, like a Greco-Roman mm. thing, like double unders is, is that's one of the best positions you could get, and then I'm throwing him from there. So I was like, you know, Oh that kind worry. of what I actually. Didn't expect him to go down. I thought he was just going to base his hand. And then uh, I realized I was a side control. You know what I mean?
1: I'm like, oh, shit, it worked. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. You know what, JJ? I may have to destroy this interview altogether. I, I, I can't give this out to the people for them to just be like, guys, I don't know what happened in this fight, but like things just magically worked. I just was like, let's try this real hard thing because I want to point this out. I'm not done giving you mess. You went from this beautiful takedown and then you start thinking like, all right, he's hitting all these things that are kind of like weird percentages, like sometimes low for other people. He's got to play this safe. He's got He's going to an omoplata. This motherfucker is now bringing an omoplata into a fucking fight. So that's why my brain was just like, what's happening? And then... <laughs> like the part of me that just said if this was just a jujitsu match we're money we're great but you always have that fear of like make sure you're on top yep yep that's good you better not go go clinch don't fucking go go clinch right now just fucking do your job like beat the fucking wheels off this dude so again that was kind of what was happening in my head where i go the nerve of this man <laughs>
0: omoplata i love omoplata people hate omoplata because they think like oh man that position is so hard to finish but it's not true like Plata is such a great it is really difficult to finish but it's such a great weapon to use because you can ground and pound the guy from the bottom and, and like if they mess up you can still submit them you know, like uh, that guy went to go stand up when I had the armbar, Plata and I almost laced the back leg like, um, like, uh, what, well, like Clark Gracie does. You know what I mean? He loves that. You know, I was trying to hit that and that's such a great submission to hit. I don't think anyone has even hit that in MMA before. But that's um, such a strong submission. And yeah. you don't get punched in the face on the bottom. Let me
1: see if I can help you out here I don't think that they're mad necessarily At the move They're mad that they're not as good at the move See that's purely where mine is coming from Because (laughs) I don't mind you using it It clearly is effective for you And you use it beautifully uh, Especially when you can transition from your triangle Like your, your system that you have there It's pretty dope And I think it would be problematic for me And obviously you ended up in a position Where you could kind of start striking this guy So it worked If you Mm. ask me to do an omoplata, point blank, the minute someone tries to roll, I just go like, I'm done. I'm just going to take side control now. Like, sure, that's fine. Most people, like a Clark Gracie, there is no roll. There is a, yeah, dude, you're stuck here. This is where we're at. Yeah. And in your case, it was like, hold on. I'm going to see what I can do here. And then you did end up coming on top. And then you go, dope, this is going to work for me. And so you go back into this chain and it just looked like a really good jiu-jitsu second round for you. So that to me is when I feel like things are more at base. You know, you're, you're telegraph not telegraphing, but you're showing to the rest of us like, yo, I can hit this arm. You're starting to show us like, yo, this is really good for me. So I'm sure that had to be a good confidence builder going into that second where you kind of had literally jiu-jitsu bingo that you were crossing off here and there and being like. Uh, Did he see my no yeah,
0: I did. I an arrow. He's on the bottom. I was like, I, mean, I got his heel too. His heel was out. I grabbed the heel and it slipped off and I was like, "Fuck it, just punch him."
1: <laughs> <laughs> I would say if I have an aspiring uh jiu-jitsu person that wants to fight, I may just start showing him this fight to be like, "Hey, listen, guys. You can make some weird shit work." it's just, you gotta be at a pretty high level. I wouldn't encourage it for every person. No, 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 no.
0: I will definitely not encourage it. <laughs> I've seen some people try to, I've seen people try to mimic me and they like kinda like in MMA fights and then they get devastatingly cut. You know what I mean? They get caught with a big elbow and then they get big cuts open up and then the referee stops the fight. If you notice when I'm on the bottom, even when I'm attacking arms, I'm always covering his elbow with my hand Like if it doesn't matter the impact the impact is not what is bad It's actually the bone if the bone meets your bone It's instant. It's like a knife. It's just gonna slice you right open So what I was always doing is I was tracking his elbow with my hand so every single time he would elbow me that it would hit my hand and then my hand would hit my face. So I would still get the impact, but I was hiding it. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm, I'm like, okay, as long as the bone doesn't hit me, I can do whatever I want. But if yep. the bone hits me, it's going to cut me open like a knife. So, but, uh, you know, that's not as easy to do either. You gotta you take some, take some practice.
1: <laughs> oh, believe me. I, I have white belts who will, accidentally you with their elbows so i'm I'm quite familiar with the like nope just yeah, yeah the yeah, face everybody I'm, I'm gonna keep right here you're not gonna hit me you know just you can spaz and do whatever you want but i swear to god if you ruin this and i have a black eye at least you have a fight you have some like video footage i have literally nothing if i come into it my wife was telling me this like before we got married the week of she just goes I swear to God, if any of these fuckers ruins our photos because they gave you some sort of scar or a black eye, I myself will kill them. And I go, no, no, we're fine, we're fine. So cut to me that week, especially when I was rolling ghee, I was telling the guys, I was like, no, ghee burns, no anything, not the face. So there have been a couple of interviews, though, where like I have a little bit of a shiner and I'm just kind of like. I mean, it's a good thing I'm a grappling host. This would be harder to explain on different shows.
0: Uh, different <laughs> yeah, reasons. definitely. Like a political show? Oh. Uh, you would not get away with that.
1: <laughs> no, 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 no. And you know what, though? I, I th- I'd I, like to think it'd be some street cred. So I, I, I would love to have that happen. But instead, when you go to <laughs> civilians and you're like, yeah, my friend elbowed me in uh, the eye. And you're like, you said your friend did that? Yeah. yeah I'm pretty mad at him, but. I'll probably do it to him at some point, too, accidentally. How <laughs> it goes. And then everybody looks so, at you like, you guys are fucking insane.
0: So, uh, you know, I wasn't going to tell anyone this until, like, a couple fights after. Just so people of the commission or whatever. But uh, right before my fight, I think it was on the... Wait, I think it was on Wednesday. You know, we're training. We You know, we're cutting weight. And then we're just doing some drills, some like get up drills from the bottom, right? So I'm am <clears throat> the guy's holding me down, I get up, and then uh, I was holding him down, he goes to get up, and his heel hits my eye and just cuts it open. Can you see it? Yeah. And just slices it open. And, and and it was a big fucking big cut. And it's pouring blood down my face on Wednesday. We're like fuck, you know. Dustin Poirier runs to the fucking CVS and buys super glue. You know, comes back and we fucking alcohol super glue it shut. And I walk around the rest of the week like this. <laughs> oh my god! And then, and then, like you know, I, I don't want to. I don't tell nobody. I I'm with the commission, like doing the medical test. And I'm literally talking to like, they're in front of me and I'm looking out the window fucking talking to them, hiding my eye. (laughs) And then, uh, you know, once I got in the cage, I was like, I don't have to hide anything anymore because they don't got to pull the fight now,
1: you know? Okay. A few things I need as a, a qualifier here. Let me see if I heard that correctly you needed something from let's say a cvs or a a walgreens or a a store and you had nobody else to send other than dustin poirier so you're just like hey also can you get me a coffee while you're out bud um i'm really gonna want some (laughs) gummy bears after we're there like no one else can make this you don't have a concierge that you can hire and get so like all our coaches and all of us we because we had we
0: had uh, a total of four guys fighting on the card, so all four of us all warming, are uh, all training, and then all the coaches are training the other guys. And and Dustin was he trained with us the day before, but he was just sitting there watching this time. So like as soon as I got cut, you know they're looking at it, and then he was like, "I'm going to buy the super Blue. and he just went and bought
1: it, and came back what a sweetheart this <laughs> fucking guy dude literally every story that you hear of this guy you're just like yeah he seems like a pretty dope dude he's he's the real dude no I mean, he's, he's a super map. cool dude i was really surprised in ireland
0: people don't really like conor mcgregor they love dustin though
1: uh, well i mean have you have you seen what Conor's done and have you seen what Dustin's done? I, I think you have <laughs> your hero and villain pretty easily here. You would assume he has the home field advantage. Uh, that I maybe would assume, but hate they, 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 uh, they're, they're like, they, they hate him. I think what's happened over the time is this. And I think that this will require some additional time. But I think that we've, we've had time to get to know both of these gentlemen over the years. And I think that when you see Dustin the only thing you can really roast about him is that that man loves him some Hawaiian shirts. Like, other than that, I got no real beef with him. I'm like, dude, that dude has nothing but Hawaiian shirts that he shows up in. It's like the ultimate dad on (laughs) vacation wardrobe. Other than that, I'm like, yo, he helps people, charity, great fighter, savage, fun. No, he's a great dude, he's awesome. But then you look at Connor and you go, you know, that's a real personality test to figure out what's the thing that made you not a Conor McGregor fan. Was it the throwing at the dolly at the bus? Was it the getting into a fight with the dude at the pub and other questionable things. He beat up an old dude. Exactly. And I think the worst part is the old dude took the punch. And when you have that, you're like, Hey man, I don't want to tell you how to do your business, but if you're a pro fighter and that old dude's not getting knocked out, maybe we should pump the brakes on fighting people. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like maybe, maybe your knockout power isn't quite there, um, but in his own way, very, very good at contributing to our sports so that people get crazy. I, I think the only downside of the Conor McGregor thing is if you really extrapolate it further, it's kind of why we have the Jake and Logan Paul. Now it, it's like the next generation of it. Um, yeah yeah that's how that started on on this modern era it's not to say that connor invented trash talk it's just like
0: but like i don't really mind what they're doing i hate them you know i don't really like them but i don't mind what they're doing for the sport you know what i mean like they're doing great things for the sport they are actually bring so much fucking eyes to the sport which is good for every, everyone you know i'd love to see him get his ass beat i just don't think Dylan Danis dannis is going to be the one to do it um does against against Logan? I don't know if he does. Uh, I've seen him. I've seen him fight, and uh, he was doing eye roll from the other side of the cage. He wasn't. uh, He wasn't throwing punches. So you know what I mean. I hope for the best, but uh, hopefully, hopefully, he pulls out, so we can get Mike Perry in there, and
1: then he will fucking destroy him. Okay, this is how much I hate being uh the guy I am as a host because there's a part of me that reads so much stuff about Dylan Dennis and him in particular that you go is that a meme or is that news because the the two have a big overlap and part of my brain was like did I read that he had already pulled out and instead no the headlines read he's teasing a pullout Mike Perry's on the ready and you look at this and you go oh my god I hate this so much because I can't remember yeah. it, 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 like why should I have to be tasked like I should immediately have like a a thing because the common sense knows it's yeah, he's probably gonna pull out right like that's what your yeah. brain logically has in there
0: I saw something this morning that it was like he he posted something on his twitter saying I'm done or, or I'm over this or some some shit like that and then, but I read it I was like that doesn't say he pulled out and there's no like official statement saying that he's pulled out So he's probably just uh Having a bitch moment, you know, just I just say like you. he's over the he's over the 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 court side stuff Yeah, I would tell like,
1: you this or something. I would tell you this though the reason why this is so absurd and why it is a sideshow And it makes sense as a sideshow is You could never tweet out I'm over this Like before your fight So it's like they exist in two different spheres Like this sideshow where you go Nah he's probably gonna pull out It's a good thing we got Mike Perry waiting in the background Whereas with you they'd be like You go I'm over this They go great we're just gonna move you out Thanks for being a fighter goodbye sir Goodbye forever yeah, we'll never have you fight again Like yeah that's it Your career is over you're done But the fact that we're still on like the, I don't know how this is going to turn out. And I'm like, I think he's telling you how it's going to turn out. I think we fully expect it. If he shows up and there's a prop bet and somebody put a prop bet of like, I believe he'll show up. Somebody's about to make some money because the rest of us are like, dude, I don't think he's going to make it. Uh,
0: You could probably find that bet somewhere.
1: Oh, oh, the compulsive gambler uh, host knows these things very well. So uh you don't you don't have to ask i'll be like sir i'll send you a link a little bit later you can find it for yourself not like we endorse betting but draft talk to your boy we'll get there (laughs) so jj okay so obviously that's got to be terrible to get that that cut because you're doing it warming up and i have heard these stories and i know it can be mentally frustrating at any time once you're in the cage though are you trying to be sensitive to that. Are, are you still trying to block st- stuff from there? Because I'll tell you, I know we were kind of progressing through uh, a little bit of the fight, but that third round, man, you were starting to make a statement right there. Like that was you saying like, all right, I showed you what I can do on the jiu-jitsu side. Now we're going to stand and bang. And the way you were cutting off the corner and you were forcing him against that cage to stand and bang with you. I thought like that's you walking down some shit, man. And I was very, very proud of you on that moment.
0: So you know, before the fight, one of my coaches, Steve Marco, he's like, you know, you're 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 different. Um, you're different caliber than this guy. When as the fight progresses, you only get better. As the fight progresses, the more in favor this is gonna be for you. So, guys, in the first round, you don't need to rush anything. The second round, you don't need to rush anything, and the third round, then you put it on him. He's he's gonna die. He goes he this guy doesn't doesn't he's not like you. He he doesn't he doesn't improve as the fight goes on So coming out in that third round if you notice In the first round I took the shot right off the bat because I wanted to wear down his power Um, I felt like he was really explosive coming forward So I was like, you know, let's kind of wear down that power a little bit and then that second round I was trying to strike with him and then he engaged in the wrestle And in that third round, I had found my range. I had found how to stop him from coming in, and I felt like I could do whatever I wanted to him at that point. And then um, if you see, right in the beginning, I take away his right hand. He tries to throw a big right hand, and I land a heavy body kick. And then he tries to do it again, and I land another heavy body kick. Every single time he threw a right hand, I throw a left body kick to shut down because what that does, it makes people glue their hand to their rib cage. Because if they don't, they're going to get dropped. So I took away his, his, his main weapon, his, his right hand. Now I only have to deal with the jab and the hook. So now I'm just standing there at range, just hitting him, and I'm just moving my head, making the jab miss. I don't have to
1: worry about the backhand no more. So was that even more surprising that by doing all these things, which clearly he wasn't able to strike back with, that when you do all of that and then all of a sudden you look at his arm and you go, this should be done, dude. Like, I'm being a real dick here. I did all the right things. Like, this should be a wrap. We should be going home now. So well, way to go, on dude. The
0: feet, on the feet, I was kind of surprised. I don't know why I shot. I think it's because I he committed so heavily on the jab that I, I slipped it perfect. And it was way past, and his legs were right there. It was, like, too easy to pass it up. But I should have just passed on it. Because I would have knocked him out in, the, in, the, in that third round if I stayed standing up. But, like, I'm in the gym all the time where we got big gloves on. You know, but you ain't got to knock nobody out with those big gloves on. So in that circumstance, you put
1: him down. So that's why I shot, you know what I mean? That makes sense. Uh, I have to say, man, like... All things considered, you know, <laughs> it's just so funny to me to, to put all these things together because, you know, in the third round, I did see you kind of blocking off very well when he was throwing some of those elbows. And uh, I'm pretty sure, you know, when you've got that there, you're like, let's not expose it because let's not make it look like he's doing more damage than he really is. Because that's part of what this is. You don't want, obviously, that to show anything. But you also know that it could be open easier where you're like, dude, I'm beating this guy. I don't want to make it seem like I'm not. So all of those things uh, play factors. But, dude, I think the thing that made me laugh is you finish the fight and then you immediately start getting into this like light jog around where you're just celebrating. And I'm like, this dude's ready to run a marathon, too. Like. It's like I, I love the the adrenaline rush that you have and it's I'm sure captivating but to me I'm like he's not tired and that's kind of annoying when you see he had a dog of a fight that he's just like let's keep going dude
0: so so that was like a mental thing I sat there for a second and I felt it you know what I mean I was like man I'm tired like my body my butt I, I was just in a war and then I, in my mind I was like the judges are still fucking watching and I didn't finish this guy you know i need to get up and i need to show them that i won this fight you know what i mean so i got up i ran i jumped on the cage i was like I, I even said i won that shit. i won that shit because i wanted i wanted to like imprint into the judge's mind like hey i am levels above this guy not only did i just smash him i'm i'm still ready to go another two rounds if this was a title fight you know what i mean
1: i think what i am going to start uh doing is I'm going to offer services for this exact thing. Like, I, if I'm going to be the coach. If you got two coaches, you'd be your striking coach, your grappling coach. And if there's Raf on your team, it's going to be the no, 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 get up, get up. This is where we go. And they're like, the fight's finished. So it was like, mm-mm, mm-mm. fight's not done. We got to celebrate, bro. We got to get up.
0: we <laughs> be like, you're going to
1: have like time <laughs> drills like, right after they finish a round in the gym. And i be like, no, 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 up, up, up celebrate i need you to fucking do like an end zone dance that's what we need bro we gotta make these (laughs) judges with the impression so you know i feel like there's a whole untapped market of a of a hype coach that can help you make your way to get that judge's decision because we've seen some shit happen where somebody celebrates a little too much and i was like i don't think that dude won shit the judges gave it to that dude because he was fucking crunk so uh yeah but
0: let's say let's say in a close fight where it could go either way and you see two fighters one that just edged down you're like oh man i think this guy won but that guy falls on the ground and takes a deep breath and he's like "Ah." and then the other guy who's running around the cage with his hand raised like this like fucking beating to the end fucking he's like like he's at a club dancing he's like "Ah, uh, who, who are the judges going to give it to? The guy that's dancing, obviously. You know what I mean? Because
1: Listen, I, I get it, dude. I'm just saying, like, I'm not going to help you with your wrestling. I'm not going to help you with your striking. I'm purely for the after fight. So, like, I'll also <laughs> be the coach that reminds you, hey, let them know where the after party is. Uh, mind these <laughs> fools Shout out your sponsors Like, Nah dude this is a whole PR firm I'm going to start up as a business now I got it
0: This is the dots you should do after the fight This Bro, is what you should do on the cage
1: I will tailor the dance to the athlete Because you don't want to <laughs> do something That doesn't look right You got to do something that looks celebratory uh, One of the homies uh, on the fight team He recently got married And uh, I have this rule About when people get married If you've been married you know that there are cheaper ways to do it. You can go to the courtroom, all good. Do what you want. Like whatever's best for you and your partner, go do that. But if you do have a wedding, you don't have to invite us because once you got married, you're like, dude, I don't have to go to every wedding. But if you do, be prepared because I'm gonna give you a great wedding experience. And so the homies on the fight team, we get together, They got married. They're like, oh, shit, Raf can dance. And I was like, motherfuckers, if you give me the honor of being invited, you get the full package. You don't have to invite me. But like, nah, dude, there's going to be scheduled times. We got to be up. And at one point, one of the guys was like, yo, I can't dance. And I was like, you're fighting like you dance. You can't do the same. Mm -mm." I was like, you're literally in your stance right now, dude. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And he just laughed. And I was like, yo, this is why these fighters need this hype coach. So that they can get in the right zone to have somebody hype them up when they're actually so, there.
0: So I've been out with some, you know, with some jujitsu guys, like we were going to a club or some, some bar, or whatever, and, and they can't dance. You know what I mean? So I'm like, I'm like, look, this is what you do. I was like, you know how to hip escape, right? They're like, yeah, I know how to hip escape. I go, just start hip escaping, just, just hip escape side so to side, standing, and you good. And every now and again, every now and again, you you just do Hirai goshi, you know, this is a goshi. <laughs> <laughs> you hit them with a couple hoops games, and then you do a couple of Hirai goshis, and then you're, you're the you're the you're the dance master.
1: <laughs> but the weird part is, is I have to explain it to my wife a little bit later. I'm like, I promise you, they have great movement, like. If you see them in the gym they're they're so flowing state but it was something about like okay now i gotta do this out there and they get all stiff and you look at them and you're like who are you dude like oh god all right you're like this
0: this athletic guy in the gym but out here you look like a robot bro what the (laughs) hell's going on and my favorite
1: was like there was a dude who i was like hey come here and he's like what i was like i'm gonna give you like one step to do because i can't i can't let you out there buddy like it's like if I was a coach, I'd pull you from the game. And he's like, "Yeah." And I go, and you're getting progressively drunker. So you know, just 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 kind of like, we're gonna give you the the cholo like up. Yeah, just just this. And this dude's like, that. I go, "Yeah, that's all you have to do, man. That, uh, I'll give you guys. I tailor it to your your best part. Your shoulders are broad. You just do this. People are gonna think you're dancing because they're drunk. And uh, yeah, I mean, I just tell people all the time. I'm like, yeah. Sometimes people when they get in that post. If I if uh, even if I've interviewed them or I've seen them on TV, I always tell people, I think I get the most nervous when they put the microphone to you guys, because I think you're more than capable as athletes of handling yourself there. But when you get to the talky part, that's my department. And I go, oh, no. So good news. You were great with Big John. So nothing to to report there. But I can say the other (laughs) athletes who have appeared on this show. When they have won and you go yes, and then they say something incredibly stupid, and I know I'm gonna have to talk to them in a few weeks. It's always me going, "Hey man, we gotta we gotta work on that." I'm not even putting this on air. I, I, I'm gonna tell you this off air, dude. You gotta. Mm-mm. Plan out at least bullet points next time you go up. So uh, yeah, yeah. I I remember before the fight, I was like, you know what I'm gonna say. I'm just gonna tell
0: Donald to stand the fuck up. That's all I'm gonna say. After that, uh, like, I like that's like I'm probably just gonna walk away after that. <laughs> that was pretty much all I wanted to say.
1: <laughs> Honestly, listen, dude. Playing to the crowd, playing to your your home, uh, crowd is not a bad play. Like, listen, you're in Ireland. Most of these guys are probably going to be whoa, 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 right. So oh, wasted. Yeah. Why not tell them like, "What's up? What's good?" Because what are they going to say? Like, "Boo, this guy! Your fight was only so so." No, now they're like, they
0: love me even more.
1: You know. <laughs> they're
0: like so, this guy likes us. I like him
1: too. <laughs> he knows where he we is. I perfect. like this cat. Yeah. So no, you made the right choice, and more importantly it's not just hitting the crowd because there is a crowd at home there's there's the audience watching at home you do the talking part but you hit the most important thing which is when they ask you the question of what do you guys want to do right now what do you what do you got going on you did the hey man i'm trying to fight for a championship so i'll give a shit give me a champ and then i was like that's all we need to communicate sir so to me if i hear those things i think all right we're setting up what's next yeah, 100% you
0: know, it was really cool because after I got out of the doctor because right after you fight They take you backstage they take you straight to the doctor doctor checks you out and then and then you're free to go So as soon as I walk out of the doctor mike Hogan's there Right, and he's like That was fucking amazing And I was like, uh, you know mike Hogan's like one of the main guys at balithor and I was like, thank you And then he's like, I, I only he goes it's only going to get harder from here. And I said, that's what I want to hear. And then he goes, well, the really good thing is everyone's in the grand prix. So as soon as the grand prix is over, you're probably going to be fighting for a title. And then he walked away. I, (laughs) I was like, thanks. I guess, I guess, I guess that's what's going to happen. then."
1: Bro, you listen, I can't say it enough in the fight game. Usually in the world period, when you're working in jobs, clothes, mouths, don't get fed. So like you saying it is what they need to hear, especially after a good performance. They, I'm sure in their head, they're thinking like, yeah, I mean, if we can give it to this dude, but if you're asking for it and actively seeking it out and you are on that message, they see that performance, they think, all right, man, let's see how this plays out. You're probably fighting for a title. Deuces and then like vanish into the night and all you're thinking is, what just happened that's exactly what i want so yeah a hundred percent that's got to be the best moment of the world before going to whatever you do i was like did you did you just did you hear what he said and he's like that's pretty fucking sick <laughs> so let's ask this because you're still in ireland uh yeah. you know obviously it takes a few days et cetera, et cetera travel all that sort of stuff did you do anything to celebrate? Like, have you taken in any of the scenes while you're out in Ireland? Has it just been an exploration of all the greatest parts of the hotel you're at? Like, what, what's what been happening for you since you've been out there, sir?
0: Mostly, it's been the exploration of this hotel. But uh, I have managed to get out into the wilderness and, and check out check out Ireland. And I definitely would say that uh, Ireland is probably not a place for me. <laughs> you know? Like, I... I, I it's a great, it's a good, they got some great historic things, but, uh, you know, the people here could use some, uh, some dental, you know, some, some dental care to put it nicely. <laughs> you know?
1: Jesus Christ. So I love but, that uh, you, you. Hold yeah, on. I love that you showed the range as a comedian. I can tell you the range that you did, which was, Hey, play to the home audience. Hey, what's up, Ireland? I love you guys. What's good? Also, while I'm on the subject, what's up with y'all's teeth, man? I'm serious. What's going on over here? Like, the fact that you went from face to heel within seconds, you're like, now that I've got them, I've got some issues. Let's talk about your dental benefits. Do you guys have them? I haven't seen them yet. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> but uh but with that being said man they got some pretty cool shit over here like historic shit i went to this castle and there's fucking cannonballs still in the wall of the castle and but it was like everything in there was tiny i was like man were these people midgets living in these castles like were leprechauns actually real and the leprechauns were the ones that were living in these castles because everything in this fucking castle is tiny i was like this is probably where they got leprechauns from (laughs) the leprechauns were living in this castle
1: (laughs) jj i think you are slowly becoming the most unserious guest that we've ever had like (laughs) the fact that now (laughs) you're like i don't know man i've seen a lot of stuff now these leprechauns i think I think they're a real thing. It's like, well, well, smaller people are an actual thing. No, no, man. I, I think they got some leprechauns. They've been hiding from me. They come out. They I think they were charms. living
0: in that castle. That, that, that <laughs> I think they built that castle that I went to. <laughs> because everything was so small. But they built that. And that's where they were living. They left now. They left now. I don't know where they are now. But they, they built that castle. And that's where they were living.
1: <laughs> I'm so glad that everybody has... Their conspiracy theory. You got people who are like, nah, aliens, they built the pyramids. That's what's happened. The hill you're dying on is, nah, these leprechauns built this castle. I'm telling you, fam, I can't prove it, but I know it deep in my heart. And I'm going to prove it one of these days. I'm going to corner a leprechaun and be like, tell me about your family history. Did they build this?
0: <laughs> That's the only explanation. Like, the, the, the rooms are so small. The bathroom, going to go into the bathroom was like, I. Man, I was like crawling over to get through the door. You know what I mean? I'm like, man, what the hell is this? And then when you get inside, it's huge. I'm like, bro, you had this huge ass room, but the door is like the size of like my leg, man. What the fuck is this?
1: I think the thing that I would probably be the most uh, tipped off on is I would see that and go, y'all don't have a better architecture guy or something like. They didn't plan this out better in case somebody might come over a guest from a different place who's maybe a little taller. Eh? No? Okay. <laughs> it just like, it's just like, bro.
0: Like, the cows, they they had this really cool thing at the front, right? Where they had like a, it was like a spiked fence that would drop, and then that had this little area where they would pour fucking fat on people if they don't want their men. I'm like, you know, you did all of that. But you made your bathroom door about the size of fucking <laughs> that, that, that olympic could fit in. Like like one what plus one's gotta equal two, man. That's it over here.
1: I do love the fact that you truly are in your guest phase of being over there being like Yeah. Yeah, alright, I see what you guys did here. you guys didn't think about uh higher ceiling? <laughs> okay. No no no, it's cool, it's a good place. I love this castle, it's super good can't use the restroom but uh super dope uh seven out of ten might recommend i don't know what to tell you guys like it's okay uh did you okay since you've become more fascinated with golf i've heard there's some beautiful golf courses why don't you take some clubs and go out there or rent some or or talk to somebody maybe steal them from somebody over there and, and make something happen for yourself sir it's raining all the time right now oh no yeah, that's kind of yeah, so a, that's one of the things they got going on. So that's why it's been so boring. No wonder I was like, hey, man, do you want to do an interview? And you're like, bro, I got time. And I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah, it's raining, so you can't do shit. It's, it's pouring down with
0: rain. We don't got a car. We're biking, we would we, walk up. I went for a bike ride earlier. There's some bikes outside that you can just walk up and rent, kind of like a bird thing to win and got those and, and went into the city and then it started pouring down on us so we raced back
1: but um yeah there's not much we can do in the rain yeah you know it's a little bit boring out that way but i mean home will be happening soon for you and home happens to be a new place since we've last talked i know you moved on over to florida how has that been man how, how is life over in florida for you and uh how did when did it actually feel like home to you uh, Florida
0: is great man. It's like, um, I've always been moving like majority of my life, you know I moved from um, New Zealand over to San Diego And then uh, you know, I made from I made the move from San Diego to Florida maybe about a year ago And you know, I went over there. I'm running a school now um, Called Gamblers Jiu Jitsu, you know, it's it's um, we have like a hundred and something students. So it's a pretty successful school um, You know, we're a great kids program and And then I'm doing all my training out of American Top team. And you know over there we got some of the, the the best guys in the world.
1: That's awesome, man, because I was wondering what that that tra- transformation kind of felt like for you because you know you had a great thing carved over in San Diego, and I saw some great results from you there. Um, I was wondering, though, when you started getting to that moment where you were going with a new team, When did you feel like you were kind of in sync with each other? Because sometimes it takes a week. Sometimes it takes a couple months. When did you feel like you kind of had that same page where you're like, yep, my coaches, we got trust in each other?
0: Well, it took a while, especially at American Top Team, because uh, there's so many fighters, right? At American Top Team on a Monday, we got 90 professional fighters on the mat training. And 60 of them in the UFC battle PFL. You so so there's so many fighters and so many high level fighters inside our gym, that um, at, you know it, it's when you walk in it's very difficult to get one of the coaches and 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 you got to take into account too that gym is close to the public, so it's um it's it's pros only allowed in there, um, so you know try, when you go in there you gotta uh, the coaches you don't have to pay the coaches extra for like the stuff they do. It all comes out of the, um, what, what you have to pay American top team. So the coaches are really open. So how it works is if you get along with one of the coaches, you start working with them. So, uh, you know, you got to go in there, you got to meet the coaches, you get introduced to them. And then if they like you, then they make time for you. You know what I mean? Then you guys can do private classes with them and they'll help you with your aspiring and then all that kind of stuff. It's, uh, so, you know, it took me a little bit before I kind of got into the groove of how they operate, you know, but, um, but, you know, I, right away I got along with King Mo and King Mo kind of, you know, he kind of took me in and was, you know, my head coach and, um, and he, you know, he was a big reason why my striking has striking and wrestling has gotten to the point that it's gotten to. Because he he is um, he spent a lot of time on me and I did so for this camp I did close to eighty rounds right, sparring and, and um, I didn't lose a single round you know going against all these tough guys like I got taken down um, a couple rounds but I didn't actually lose any of those rounds so um, you know with that I had so much confidence and I didn't even really think about that. Until, like, at the end of the, the my last sparring session, King Mo goes, Man, I don't think you lost a round this whole camp. And I go, really? And he's like, Let me think. You haven't lost a single round this whole camp. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, shit. You're right. And he goes, man, You don't fuck this guy up. (laughs) I was like, I I think, yeah. he goes, I can't wait because fucking he goes, he was telling me this guy that you're fighting. He had Islam Makachev fighting for his life. You know what I mean? This guy is, is," he goes, in my opinion, this guy is top five in the entire world. Like he's not, not like top five lightweight across every organization. And he goes, but the thing is, is you, you're way better than them everywhere. So you're going to dominate them. And then, like, when he was saying that, I was kind of like surprised, you know? Then I went in there with that confidence and it was like what
1: he said. I think that's got to be so wild to have someone else point it out to you because, you know, you're competitive enough where you know you're doing well in your rounds. But if somebody's bringing in these stats, like, oh, You know, fam, I was thinking about it Yeah, you haven't lost around this whole camp and you go, you're right. Like you take that moment to go through like every single moment of a round where you're like, I don't know, that guy almost got that. Oh no, I fucked him up after. No, no, no. You're right. I did. Yeah. I just love the (laughs) thought process of like making sure to be like, you know, if that was just me, I would probably have just accepted it. Even if I knew it was wrong, I'd be like, yeah, you're right. Absolutely. Somebody come in. Hey, ref, what about Thursday? I don't remember that. Don't acknowledge. Yeah, I don't
0: see, know. I said that. I, I, I was like, hold on. Let me see if he's right. Let me think about all these all these rounds. Like, was there a round that I remember going home and being like, fuck, I lost? Because I get, I, I take, like, when I lose a round, like, I, you know, it sticks with me. I'm like, man, this fucking guy beat me.
1: I mean, <laughs> I still to this day talk about you and Ronnie. Competing against each other to my friends because you could tell that you guys were funny in the sense So context for people who don't know. Years ago, you're at Ultimate Matt Warriors. We happened to have you guys compete against each other in a video game segment. But I didn't know for sure that you guys were competing against each other in a match. And match goes one way. Video game goes another way. The producer in me is like, run, go get them, make them do the third round over there. So I run, (laughs) you guys are already at the game and I go, oh, well, I didn't have to do shit. Okay. Well, that's on them then. This is great. (laughs) But we were already running round three. (laughs) It's just, it made me laugh because it spoke to the competitive spirit of both of you guys. And for me, that most other people would say like, oh, we've already competed in this darts. Let's get something else going. The fact that you guys went back to something that you had already done was like, no, we have unfinished business here. And I go, oh, my God. OK, so every time I've talked about the video game segment, you know, you guys have become legends to other people and actually at uh, <laughs> subversive. We recently uh, in the background while all the matches were going on. So I help out at subversive and uh, I just set up a booth and I just left the video game out there and we just had a camera on it. And we saw people coming in and, like, randomly, like, what's this? And so you see on the camera them, like, starting to play it. And uh, a couple of my friends were like, hey, why did you do that? I was like, I think there's something weirdly competitive. Like, there's a gene missing in some of these competitors where, like, their brain could tell them to stop. But I had footage of some guys who stood there for, like, 30 minutes playing this game. And I go, yeah, it's... It's nothing I'm doing. I just literally put it out there and their brain's like, no, nah, I got to beat this until I beat this. And I go,
0: yeah, that's pretty much, that's pretty much how it is. So <laughs> my my brain is, especially when it comes to competing, like I, I got to win, <laughs> you know, it's like, we got to keep playing until I win. And then when I win, I'm done. Like, I don't want to play no more, but if
1: I'm losing, we, we got to keep playing. You know what I mean? So, Let's let's get deeper into this issue like I'm a psychologist, even though I'm not. What is the most embarrassing competitive nature? Because you've told us a little bit about the golf, but the golf is not something anybody really is just naturally good at when they start, despite, I'm sure, your brain telling you otherwise when you were about to pick up a club. (laughs) Have you ever had a moment where you're like, I think there's something wrong with me because I've gotten way too serious about pool? I've gotten way too serious about Candyland. Like, is there a moment where even you had to acknowledge, like, this is not healthy?
0: Well, when you're playing a board game with, with like, eight-year-olds, you know what I mean? You have, like, a bunch of kids. And you're pulling out the rule book on the kids. (laughs) You know what I mean? They're like, hey, you know, you can't, you can't do that. That's not against the rules. That's breaking the rules. And then they argue with me, and then they start crying, and then I'm like, man, hey, you're not even playing the game right. And then, yeah, so that that's pretty. That I would say that's what's pretty bad.
1: Feel and you can't say this because you actually do work with kids, but I'm pretty sure the part of your brain, and you don't have to agree or disagree because I don't want to ruin your business. But I'm pretty sure <laughs> the part of your brain that sees a kid crying goes, Well, now you lost. <laughs> Everybody knows tears is a sign of losing. So,
0: uh... like, why are you crying? I'm like, Why are you crying? You just did it wrong. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, you, the crying is not going to make you win. Like, you got to win, dude.
1: <laughs> okay, okay. Now, with maybe your friends, your family, has there ever been a dark day where you're like, Guys, game nights canceled because JJ's insane. So what was gonna be no, fun so has like, turned when into When I lose, event. Mm-hmm. when I lose, they say like chess, right? I'm I, I
0: really like chess. I'm not I'm not the best at chess. Like I'm okay at chess. You know, I, I play it quite a bit, but I like it. But I'm not like the best. I'm not like a fucking. So I played this. I played this guy in chess. And he beat me, like, over and over and over and over and over and over and over. over. At at this time, it's like 4 a.m., right? And I was like, he's playing another one. He's like, no, I want to go to bed. I was, like, pissed. I was so mad that he wouldn't play again. Because I was like, I got to (laughs) win. I, like, genuinely was mad that he wouldn't play another game.
1: Here's where I want some other clarity, because... uh the thing that concerns me is that you are a fighter and that you are capable of mass violence. <clears throat> Not that you would. <laughs> but I wonder if the streams ever cross where because you can't beat him at chess, you're like, Hey, you wanna go train right now? I got I got the keys to oh, the gym. We can I've... we can we can make this happen yeah. right now.
0: No, I've definitely done that. I've definitely done that. Um I remember this one guy, he said, Violence isn't always the answer. And I said, in my world, that's the only answer. Violence. <laughs> <laughs> so it's either you get up and you play, or I beat the fucking
1: shit out of you. <laughs> <laughs> I, see, I, I want to point something out here, JJ. <laughs> I, I happen to know certain things about guests more sometimes than I think they think I know. So even in our short time of being like, hey, here's some interviews or our time talking with each other in person, it's me feeling like, nah, I know what he's about. Nah, I got this kid figured out. All right, we're just, you know what? It's probably a bad idea to play poker with him because <laughs> then I would take his money and then he would be really angry at me. And I really don't. Well, at concert.
0: poker, I'm good at poker. Oh, you're poker, good at poker. poker. Uh oh. Yeah, I actually got third at the WSOP. Um, at a poker tournament.
1: Wait, hold on. I didn't know this about you. When did that happen?
0: Uh, that happened maybe a year ago? I won the W. I oh, I got third at the WSOP.
1: Okay, okay. I like yeah. that. Congrats, man. I got, I got some you- game. Okay, that's fine. Alright, fine. Then poker's out. We're not playing poker. We're playing <laughs> dominoes. Play poker, got it. You know. Dominoes? Dominoes? Oh, yeah. dominoes, you got me. <laughs> Don't worry, man. I, I, you have to understand. I've lived on this earth too long not to have a list out of every game possible with the degree <laughs> of difficulty that might be for me. So I'm like, I think I can take him in Scrabble, but Scrabble, I gotta Scrabble, sure to... you got
0: me on Scrabble, Scrabble. But Monopoly, Risk. Have you played this board game, What's that board game called again? Fuck, I think it's Spartacus No, yes, yeah, Spartacus. I think it's called Spartacus. That board game is sick. So what happens in that board game? So it's like, um, it's, it's back in the Roman empire. And then you got a, uh, you got the Colosseum and you get given an empire. Everyone gets given an empire. And then what happens is you got to try and build a, a legion. You can, you can make deals with other, with the other empires. Uh, there's only four so it's only a four player game. You can make deals with other empires But you can also backstab them and sabotage them and set them up to lose And then what happens in the beginning is a market phase So there's a market and everyone has gold and you guys got to bid blindly bid on the market. Whoever has the most Whoever's betting, like you got to put the gold in your hand and then like three two, one turn it over and whoever gets the most gets that whatever's on the market it could be a a spartan it could be a, an item or or something like that and then if it's tie you guys got to go again so whatever you have in stays in and then you got to grab some more and bet and then um and then it happens the coliseum phase so you guys got to do the blind market to see who wins to see who who hosts the match and whoever hosts the match they pick two people to fight Whatever two empires to fight, and then those two empires got to put up their gladiators to win or lose. And then when the when the gladiators fight, you can bet on what gladiator's gonna win, and it pays it pays odds, and then it pays like decapitated, or it pays and the decapitation pays more, or if it pays like the the like he will die. So basically, what happens is you roll dice. So depending on your, um, depending on your, depending on your Spartan, you get a certain amount of dice, and depending on their sp- Spartan, they get a certain amount of dice, and then their weapons add like extra dice or extra abilities, and then you got to move so you can uh, certain, certain. You, there's speed on the thing. There's how many spaces they can move, so they have a little fight. And if if whoever's rolling the dice, the attacker rolls like rolls like the best roll and the other one rolls the shitty roll and they don't got enough dice, the person gets decapitated. So your dice is your life. If you run out of dice, that person loses instantly. And then what happens if he get decapitated, he's dead, that thing's gone. But if he doesn't get decapitated, he wields. He yields, right? He gives up. And then the host the host of the thing he gets to choose if that spider little dies, so he gets to choose if if that one dies or not and then like if you win in the Gladiator you get honor and it's the f- and if you host one, you get one honor and it's the first to like 20 honor
1: wins wins the thing so let me see if I get this straight <clears throat> in your spare time while not fighting in a cage, you gravitate to a board game where you are simulating people living and dying via combat and people watching them and that someone gets the thumbs up or down a decapitation. And you wonder why I asked the question, have you ever gotten so intense on a board game that you took it back to the gym? Because if someone told you and this is just purely from my head hey man uh your gladiator has been defeated there's a part of me that thinks you go yeah yeah you want to see about that all right all right <laughs> what, what party got defeated was it what is his left cross like what's happening man so I, I just had a moment where i was like <laughs> wow if, i would have mind if he lost but if the host
0: gave me the thumbs <laughs> down and, and, and killed him <laughs> I, would, I will be having some problems I would be looking over like You, you
1: did what? You did what? <laughs> so I'm glad you expressed these things Because full disclosure One of my very good friends out here in Cali uh, He has literally every game in existence So now next time I see him I'm going to be like Have you seen this game? Because I guarantee you He probably has seen it Or he's heard of it and like when he hosts a game night he gets into it because he produces game shows so like this Mm. is his life he loves to put on game nights and i swear to god he found a good ally in me because i could come as a normal person who when i was like oh did i lose the game of life who gives a shit dude i'm gonna do jokes we're gonna have fun it'll be great like But we have people who come in, and it is deadly serious. And when people get deadly serious about something to a person who has a pretty good sense of humor, nothing is funnier. Because then all you're doing is honing in on this and be like, this is fascinating. You are fucking (laughs) insane. And then the only difference is, if you were at that game night, this couldn't work. But when I'm at these game nights, I go, these people can't argue (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, I, like I, can, I can do whatever I, I want. Well. can take
1: whatever I want. And so you're always thinking to yourself, like, oh, I can do all the jokes I want. And no one's going to be like, hey, you got a problem? They're be like, sure. Come sign a waiver. This is great. Come to my gym. It'll Make be fun. Make my day. Make my day. Exactly. I'm like, no, we're fine. And I'm like, and most of the time they're all nerds. So it's just me being like, you're fine. Everybody sit down and we're going to have fun. And remember, I can both insult you and beat you up so a plus to me <sighs> all right well no, but that board game is a really fun board game that no that, they that found the like, right game for you like that, that was, was like a to top it. one. I was like holy shit dude i could have thought of 30 other games i probably could have thrown at you but you found the game where you're like gladiators fighting sounds cool backstabbing we'll do it no problem So it
0: was like, it's the sabotage that you can do in that is like, so basically you can tell, so you have all these cards in your hand, right? Mm. You can show them cards. You can do whatever you want and then you can give them a wrong card. Like you don't have to honor your deals. You can like, you can completely lie the entire time and then they make a trade with you and you just bamboozled the whole trade. Like you just completely like lied to them the entire time. So like, you could be set, you could be setting this person up, like since the beginning, (laughs) you could be like their best friend. You can help them. Like, oh, this person's doing, oh, I'll help you. And you help them by doing some shit. And then just like crumble their lines, just like take everything away from them. Like, Just absolutely destroy them.
1: I love that. That's a- great. That's
0: it's, it's a wild game.
1: Well, I'm going to tell you one game that we do on this show that maybe you'll want to do in the future. So this is this is assuming a lot of stuff. Obviously, you have to go play golf. I'll be your, your hype man there. That's fine. But When you come back to Cali, there is a game that comes on this show. And normally, I wouldn't recommend this because it's it's mostly difficult for me. But the game is, we have a deck of cards, each one of them has a submission, and your job is to try and land that submission on me. You have one minute to do it. What do you think your odds would be if you were to play that game? Uh, Out of a deck of 52? Well, it's not like every... Like, there's not 52 submissions, bro. Like, we're not trying to sit here and, like, tell you, like, hey, man, he had a rolling Kimura into... No, it's like they're very basic. Yeah, I was going to say 52 submissions. That's a
0: lot of submissions.
1: I think there's, like, 20 playing cards. Um, There's a few more with Gi, but normally we do this as a no Gi bit. So if I were to give you one minute, just based sight unseen on any one of those normal submissions, do you think you would be able to pull that off? (laughs) Hmm... How long? A minute? Each one? Well, it's staggered. So, like, black belts usually get a minute. Uh, I did one with John Combs, and he pulled a uh, heel hook. And John Combs is very strong and wasted no time, and he got me. Uh, But I want to say Cody Steele did one, and Tackett did one back-to-back. And Tackett went first. And Cody Steele saw that Tackett didn't get the submission. And he was kind of like, and I think I gave them both two minutes. I think that's what it was. I think at the time I gave him two minutes and Cody Steele decided this when I was doing my pre-interview. So we do like a quick, like, Hey, what do you think you're going to do? Oh, I won't know what it is. You, you know, the card. So basically when you're rolling with me, all I can do is defense and we will see And I go, Hey, you're not going to hit me now because you're a combat jujitsu guy. And he's like, nah. And he saw that Tackett couldn't get me. And then all of a sudden I'm just getting slapped and I go, what the fuck? And there's a little fight or flight moment when I, like, looked at his leg and was like, do I need to fucking X-Guard heel hook this dude? Like, and I realized I'm like, shit, this is my dumb game. I can't really fucking heel hook him for playing our game. So there's just a lot of me being like, ah, ah, ah. So I finally end up getting out of it. He doesn't get, I think he had an arm bar and I think the other one had a Kimura or something. And, uh. The only thing that happens is... Kimota is hard to get. So I,
0: I only have to draw one. Like whatever You only one get I one. Draw.
1: You get one card. Oh, okay.
0: So that would all depend on the card I draw. Correct. You know what I mean? If I, if I draw the right card, I, I'll get it. But if I draw like a Kimura, like a Kimura, come on. You know, is
1: hard to get. I'm just saying. I thought you were a black belt. I thought this was weird. No, I... I... <laughs> So, don't get me wrong. You can be you can be 30
0: <laughs> minutes. I'm not to keep you. You know what I mean?
1: <laughs> no, 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 no. But hey, listen. You
0: give me one minute. That's that's
1: the, that the one thing that I was realizing is, and I roll with a lot of our guests over a period of time. And so especially yeah. if I do them in person, like you I know, so it's a little bit we have a rapport, it's a little easier to kind of get along. There are guests that I, if I don't know them, and we've set something up, I try to roll with them before we do an interview because there's going to be better stories. Like They open up more once you've rolled with somebody. You kind of know them a little bit better. Yeah, you guys Yeah. Yeah, my problem is they're professional athletes. I'm just a guy. So a lot of the times I set it up for like an hour-long roll and we then do the interview. But like, there's a part where sometimes I'm rolling with somebody and I go 20 minutes in like, what did i sign myself up for this is, this
0: is no bad. yeah this yeah is because you i i'm i'm a high-paced individual you know what i mean so oh, i know was, i looked at your footage 30 so, minutes well. i'm gonna push the pace you know what i mean and by the time you hit that 25 minute mark you'll be like what is it that you had like you oh, he okay, just <laughs> Well, well okay now here's the problem
1: <laughs> here's the worst part for you is that uh we designed this because I thought, you know, I've been told I have decent defense. Now, enough where it just keeps me safe. That's the more important thing. But I don't make the mistake of saying, like, oh, damn. I'm at the John Combs level. Oh, I'm at the JJ level. It's just me being like, this is a fun game to see what happens. And... So, this is what I told people my gym. I was like, being defensive.
0: you could be a blue belt and not get submitted by nobody. So, like, I know, I'm like, I'm... I'm, it all depends on the. If it gives me a sub that I'm good at, like that's my shit, you know what I mean? Then I'll be like, oh, okay, I can get this. But or you can like, like, If like you got an armbar,
1: I'd be okay. I, I've seen what happens. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it probably wouldn't be able to write for a week, but I'm pretty sure I'd be able to get away with it. So here's how you know the, the reason that, that joke came out is because the whole concept was as you guys are doing this i am roasting you so i'm doing (laughs) jokes so as soon as cody Steele uh didn't get the submission i ran around the gym like i always like do like a i'd won IBJJF gold like celebration like a victory lap yeah like (laughs) something obnoxiously stupid just because i go there's got to be a funny way to do this and so i'm like dude legitimately running around and I ran past it And off. just go yeah, yeah 100% just let's go But I walk over to Cody Steele As I'm like doing this victory run And I just go I know why you take everybody to overtime Yay And then he looks at me and I go <laughs> Now That's the trade off You guys get to look like a million bucks Because you're doing that But I'm 100% roasting you the entire time you're doing it And I can't promise <laughs> you it's great defense But it has got me out of a submission or two so you seem like the, the game, uh, person. Oh, no, I'm all about
0: it. I'm all about it. As if I draw, if I draw a good submission, uh, you're going to know though, cause I'll look at it and I'll drop my hand or I look at it. I'm like, oh, you're fucked.
1: I mean, there's a part of me that's competing against you in that way that thinks, Yeah, show me that. But then the producer part of me is like, under no circumstance, let me feel anything. Like, let me, let me, because the beautiful part is me not knowing the card you pulled. Some of the guys, when they do it, they'll start a certain way to try and get something out of me where they're like letting me pass. And I go like, what do they have? You know, so you have a, a few minutes and there's been a couple where the minute they start doing this, I like scream it out and I'm like, it's a triangle. Nope. 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 <laughs> Literally like everything to stay out of a triangle. And dude, sometimes it's hard because I want to say that you, you look at it and in your brain, you go, okay, just don't get caught with this one move. And then all of a sudden you find yourself in part of the move and you go, no, it could happen. No, we got to figure this out. <laughs> so, uh, and sometimes my brain is way better at doing defense than doing the jokes. So there was one time, I think the first time I did it, where I was like, oh, I didn't do any jokes. And I think it was because I was too busy trying to problem solve and go like, wait, your foot is here. I need to do this. And then at the end of it, I think it was Oh, if it
0: just says chokes, no specific, that opens up a whole ballgame.
1: No, 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 no. It's not just like choke or it it has a specific, like it'll say rear naked choke, triangle, camora. Yeah,
0: if it just said chokes, I would have been oh, great. i got a (laughs) million nopkins. (laughs) <laughs> I'm fucking golden I don't have to worry about anything I can go to every
1: position So I can do, I it, think, I
0: can do everything
1: I think we'll be doing more of those segments but I wanted to, to pitch that your way so that you can in the back of your mind uh, be prepared for when I have it ready because I I just feel like high risk high reward on this sort of segment but especially with somebody who's going to be so mad if they don't get it that I just want the camera person to follow you and be like, no, 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 stay. (laughs) go with him. He's, he's in his field. He's really mad. He didn't get like the worst host at jujitsu to roll with. with Like, damn dude. That's a, it's a rough day at the office. Bellator's going to see it. They're going to be like, yeah, man, you're not fighting for a championship anymore. We saw you couldn't get that shit's over. So, uh, (laughs) JJ, listen, you've been so nice. This is such an easy conversation to have. I've missed you being in the SoCal scene. But whenever I see my friends going off to do bigger and better things, it just looks like you've been a great fit with this team. You've been doing some great competitive success. I'm always watching your fights. I'm always rooting for you. But I want to give you an opportunity to go and shout out anybody who's been helping you or helping you get prepared or any sponsors. So I'm going to put the camera on you. Feel free to shout out whoever and whatever you want, sir. Um, you know, big shout out to Gamblers here too, all my
0: students, you know, all my, um, all my students that, that, you know, um, that I'm training all the time and all my coaches over at American Top Team, um, all my sponsors as well. There's, there's, there's quite a few of them, you know, we, uh, without them, you know, I wouldn't be able to do what I like to do. Um, and yeah, about it. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you for having me on, man. It was a fun conversation, and hopefully we can do it again soon.
1: We will definitely do it again soon. And the other segment I will bring you back for is I definitely want to do a tape study episode with you because we kind of did it without any footage of explaining where you were thinking uh, and what you were thinking in the fight. But I always love to do an actual, like, we watch the fight together, and we go through it because the insight you provided without even recalling any of the footage was just you being able to say, like, yeah, there was a moment I did this, and your linear process that you you gave was a great series of insights, and I think you'd be a great uh, addition for one of those shows. Yeah,
0: that'd be awesome. I'm pretty sure everyone would like it, too. They'll find it hilarious to think of how my brain operates
1: (laughs) i I mean they'll definitely study it uh whether it's fight fans or the psychological industry we're not quite sure yet like
0: um (laughs) is he really does he really just say that's that like just how he puts one and two together (laughs) Pink,
1: pink. literally he goes yeah i got sonic uh all my coins flipped out for a split second and then i I just remembered oh yeah
0: he took my back and I was like, fuck, motherfucker!" on my
1: fucking back, fuck. And then he hits me
0: a couple times, ding, ding, and I'm like, oh shit, that doesn't matter. I know how to beat this.
1: <laughs> Legitimately, one of the most delightful moments on any show or interview I've ever done is you being like, oh yeah, that definitely happened. I definitely forgot how to jujitsu and fight. And then I remember, <laughs> made a fight, it came back. It worked out, it happens. So, all right, JJ, I'm going to say bye to you off air, but I'm going to close this up. My appreciation to you. Keep doing what you're doing, brother. Thank you, bro. All right, you guys, that's going to do it for us here. But before we go, a couple quick reminders. First and foremost, if you want to support this show, go on over to high.page backslash grappling hour. Give us five bucks a month to see these interviews 30 days before anybody else. Why? Because you get to see dope shit like this. You get to see JJ basically telling you he went lights off for a few minutes brain wise, Nobody else got that interview, support us. And if you wanna see those extra segments, like Roast Raph, where people roast my competition footage, uh, where people are actually coming on and doing extra episodes that you don't see here on the free channels, or you want to see some extra content that we create, it really does help us here at the show. So that's page backslash grappling hour. Also, you made it this far in, like, comment, and subscribe. And even if you didn't like any part of this interview, or you don't know what to comment on. You have nothing to say. Why don't you in the comment section put a board game that you think I could beat JJ at. Because I think he would be very mad with literally any answer. Like you could literally say connect four. And I think that would aggravate him. Even if you don't believe it's true. Just the thought of him having to go throughout that day. Sipping some coffee and going like oh, crush ref at connect for fuck him man he doesn't even know it he doesn't even know what's coming for him so i'm just saying put that down there and last but not least join us on the discord at grappling hour that's gonna do it for us you guys it's been a great day for grappling we'll see you back on the mats.